yo le pregunto a mis invitados cuáles han sido las seis canciones que han marcado su vida. A partir de ese momento comienza un viaje lleno de recuerdos, nostalgia y grandes historias, siempre de la mano de la música. Bienvenidos a La Rocolera. Hello and welcome to La Rocolera. Today for my first English show I have an amazing friend. He is a writer and a filmmaker from Brazil. I know that's not English what he speaks, but him and I communicate in English, so that's why this is the first Rocolera in English. Um, his first film, it's the most seen film in the history of Brazil, and it's an amazing film that the first time I saw completely blew my mind. And also, he is the creator of a show on Netflix that probably most of you have seen. And for me, It was very special. It was like a turning point in the industry because he managed to tell the story about a Latino character in Spanish for the American audience. And that was like, wow. And people actually read subtitles here in America, which they never do. So what he created was really amazing. And I'm sure you've seen Narcos. So today with us at La Rocolera, we have Jose Pagilia from Brazil. Hey! La Rocolera, can you translate that to English, please? It's yeah, English. La Rocolera will be like the jukeboxer. You know, oh, like... I see what you mean. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, the whole concept of La, of La Rocolera, you know, the, some, some, some of my friends call me, that, that, that they, they think that I'm a jukebox because I always know all the lyrics from the songs. So that's yeah. where, where that's coming from. So, you know, right. La Rocolera. And then this, this show, it's about music, so I, that's why I... Self-referential. <laughs> Because you're an actress, you know, and all actresses have a self-referential thing, you know. <laughs> you're going to name the show after whom? After myself, of course. Of right? course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's what I would do, too, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, someone has to do it. So yes. this is it. Here we are. Here we are. So as, as, as we spoke about this, this show, it's about music about six songs that somehow have shaped your life or have been part of your life in, a, in, a, in an important or special way. So it's, it's about music, but it's also about memories, about stories, about things that bring you uh, to your memory when you listen to those songs. So with further ado, without further ado, let's just listen to the uh, Jusses first song. It says like this. Okay, Norwegian Wood by The Beatles. Tell me about it. Well, that's because that's the very first album I got in my life. And obviously, given my, uh, my age, it was a vinyl uh, album. And um, it's from The Beatles. It's called The Rubber Soul. And I remember particularly because it took me uh, a lot of crying to convince my mother to buy me that because it was a kid. And I was like, I don't know, seven years old or four, five years old. And I wouldn't go to the cab and like, you gotta get me this album. And why? Why do you want this? And I had no particular reason. I just dug the cover and I have heard the Beatles uh, before. So I wanted that album. Uh, also, I knew that once I bought the album, they would give me the, the thing that I could play the album on. It's, it's like, you know, I bought a, bought a song for my car, now you have to give me a car. <laughs> and, uh, and so this album actually is a pretty amazing album. 
that makes me remember uh, Rio de Janeiro when I was seven, eight. Um, it was a dictatorship, but I barely noticed it. Uh, we couldn't vote in Brazil at that time. But, um, but we won all the soccer matches, like, <laughs> had, like you know, Pelé and... I cannot have it all, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah, so it was a, um, the very first contact that I had with music. It, it became an album that I heard, I heard this album so many times that even today, if you put on a song, I know what the next song will be, you know? <laughs> and I know the lyrics of every single one of them. Uh, there are some uh, famous uh, songs in this album. I like Norwegian Wood because um, it's kind of funny and it's, it's got a good guitar. Uma uh, levada, like we say in Portuguese. So this is half English, half Portuguese, because I don't know how to say levada in English. But uh, <laughs> it's got a way that Paul McCartney plays the, uh, the bass and the, I think George Harrison plays the guitar. That, uh, that I like, that is uh, musically. So that's why I picked this one. But it, it could have been any one of the songs in this album. Like it starts with Baby You Can Drive My Car, could have been that, you know? In, in my life, it's also in that album that it's amazing. Yeah, that yeah. Song. In my life is awesome. So there's, uh, there's great songs in this album. It's one of my favorite Beatles album. I'm still a fan of the Beatles and, you know, back in the day it was a good thing when you were a kid because, you know, you, the first thing you usually you heard was the Beatles. Nowadays, um, without trying to be very critical, <laughs> you may end up listening to what they call music that I have a hard time um, uh, calling music. Uh, but, you know, we were lucky this way. I was more lucky than you. You were much younger than me. But anyhow, when I was a kid, we started with the Beatles. No, well, I, 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 the Beatles was part of my life from early on. My first uh, musical memory, it's with uh, Stevie Wonder. My mom playing on the LP player in my house. I just called to say I love you once right. and again and again. So, you know, she was probably in love. <laughs> yeah. That's and, my yeah. take on that memory. She was like... Was waiting for some guy to call her up, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, call me, call me, call this me. This is gonna, call, yeah, make the call happen, yeah. Well, music, music is a powerful thing. Music makes stuff happen, especially for uh, bailarinas like you. Yes, indeed. Uh, anyhow, as you know, I can't, you know, I, I'm like a crab. I can't control my <laughs> legs, so I can't really. Uh, but you know, it's funny because you come, I mean, I know a lot, maybe some people have told you this, but. We, we in Latin America associate Brazil with dancing. So right. like in my, in my mind, every single human being that comes from Brazil has to dance. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I did come from Brazil and I don't. So that, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. Do not generalize people. Do not do it because it's never the yeah. case. <laughs> the, the thing about Brazil and Latin America is a funny thing because, you know, um, Brazil is basically nowhere, nowhere land. It's like a Norwegian woods, the house that isn't there. Like we don't belong, we are in the South America, but we are not Latinos in a way. We don't speak the same language. It's a, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, we, we think of ourselves as being separate, like kind of alone in this big, big country. Mm -hmm. uh, there's Portugal, but it's tiny. 
And, uh, and far away. <laughs> and far away, yeah. But, um, but, you know, we have very good music. Yes. Which leads us to what? The second song? The second song. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes like this. Let's listen. Sabia by Tom Jobin. And yeah. this, this, this song was written by Chico Buarque, which I love. And uh, I learned that Sabia, it's the national bird of Brazil. The so. lyrics is by Chico Buarque, the, the composition, you know, the harmony and the melodies by Tom Jobim. Jobim. And, uh, you know, Sabia is a bird uh, that has a very beautiful, uh, it sings in a very beautiful way. Actually, in the beginning of this album, the song starts with the Sabia. So if you rewind it from the top, you listen to the way the Sabia sings in the song itself. Mm -hmm. Now, I happen to be uh, almost neighbor, a neighbor of Tom Jobim, who I think is, um, you know, um, if you ask me the three top composers for me, um, not excluding classical music, I would say um, Cole Porter, Tom Jobim, and Ira Gershon, mm -hmm. the pop songs that they did, um, George and Ira. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I lived right next to uh, Tom Jobim, and we went to this place in Rio that's very beautiful called the Botanical Garden. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know if you know a little bit of the history of Brazil, but... Um, but um, Brazil was basically created because the king of Portugal was a coward. So when Napoleon threatened to invade Portugal, he just moved everybody and himself to Brazil and just created a, and he created a park there called the, the Botanical Garden mm. in Rio, which has plants from all over the world. Like the Portuguese went on boats and collected, it's the, it's the one park in the world that has most species of plants from everywhere from Venezuela, from India, from whatever place you want. And there are little, you know, you can see in the trees where they came from and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I used to go to this park and this park is full of sabias. And Tom Jobim went to this park too. And, um, and I think it's, you know, he loves birds and, uh, and he composed this song. It's very beautiful too, because the lyrics says, I'm, I'm gonna, it's about a guy that's out of his country. Mm -hmm. And he's singing, you know, I'm going, I'm going back to my country. I'm going back to, you know, where the Sabia sings. To, mm -hmm. And the harmony, uh, and some of the songs, I, I chose them for the sake of music itself. And the harmony um, that was, you know, starting to be, take over Brazilian music back then, early 60s, uh, was as complex as, if sometimes even more than jazz. And, and so when I started to listen to Tom Jobim, and this was like when I was, I don't know, 16, 15, um, then I started to understand, you know, what music really is, like what I call music, uh, you know, uh, complex pop music, which you, you find in Brazil, you also find in Cuba and in some places, not, not many places. So. Mm -hmm. But some places you do find in America, and and I and this is a particular beautiful one. So um, I love Tom Tom Jobin. Um, my favorite album of his it's the one he did with um, 
Elise Regina. With Elise Regina. I I'm, love I'm a mind reader, you see. Oh, it's one of the most amazing and beautiful things I have ever heard in my life. And now that you said about the complexity of, of the harmonies, when I heard this song for the first time, the introduction reminded me of Stravinsky, The Rite of Spring. <clears throat> yeah. The sound, the flute that it plays, and it's like if it were the the bird. And yeah, the flute. We're getting all these yeah. like nature sounds. It's amazing yeah. because it, it's not intended as to sound like the like nature, but the way he he wrote the the music, it's so beautiful. It, it's it's like it's taking you to to a to a forest. So yeah. I was I was yeah. really impressed. I, I I agreed with you. It's it's very it's a beautiful complex song. And powerful. Those of me used. To, He's a master, right? Absolutely. Uh, not only a composer, but he has a classical formation, but he was very lazy. <laughs> so he just sat there, sat down there in his piano and drank some whiskey. And a lot of Brazilian, uh, a lot of Brazilian, you know, important musicists say that, you know, he would have composed incredible classical music, but he was just like, you know, I, I make this song. Back. He was like, he, he wanted to enjoy life and be like, you know. He was very good looking too, so he got all the girls. <laughs> like, it was kind of hard to beat. You cannot so. blame him. It's the way it is. Actually, the, the video, uh, one of the videos from the album of, of uh, Tom and Ellis, it's him and the piano and she singing by it. And it's, they are clearly like a little bit drunk. <laughs> right. Yeah. Singing yeah. and laugh, and I was like, I want to be there. I want to be part of that party, you know? Yeah, he, uh, there was a famous poet in Brazil that did a lot of the lyrics for Tom Jobim, Vinicius de Moraes. Mm -hmm. I love him. Yeah, and Vinicius said that uh, whiskey is the bottle dog, is the best, best friend of man. <laughs> <laughs> Is a dog that comes like it's a crazy poet thing, but it's uh, this guy's drunk a lot of whiskey. Tell me, tell me something because in, in Venezuela, people drink a lot of whiskey out of the blue. I mean, it's probably at some point. Uh, uh, you know, as you know, I've been there, yes, uh, um, and, yes, uh, yeah, and uh, I saw I saw it, it was before the destruction, yeah. Exactly. And so I went to the fancy restaurants, and people were drinking, and the food was amazing. I actually love Caracas, and um. And people drunk, I saw people drinking a lot of whiskey. I don't drink whiskey, I drink wine. No, but in, but in Brazil, do people like normally drink whiskey? Back in that time of Tom Jobim, Vinicius de Moraes, they, drinking whiskey was, was the cool thing that the, the, mm, you know, uh, the, the people used to do. I think I have a song by Cole Porter. I don't have a Cole Porter song in this list. Well, I should have had, but anyhow, I stuck to the Brazilians. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah. And also Tom Jobin was very good friends with Frank Sinatra and uh, they collaborated a lot. And actually Sinatra sang the English version of, of Sabia. I yeah, really yeah he did it. Yeah, he did it. There is a whole album, Tom Jobin and Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. Pat Maffini, Tom Jobin co collaborated. Sting sang songs by Tom Jobin. Tom Jobin is, a, is a, you know, there is this book called The Blue Book, Blue book from Berkeley that has all the compositions that people are supposed to learn. And uh, I think Tom Jobim has seven songs in it and he loses only to, uh, to Cole Porter. Oh, eight. wow. That's yeah, amazing. So like, he's like a jazz master composer. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, let's listen to the third song that says. Right. Okay, 
maravilla. Joao Gilberto, sem compromisso. How do you say that in proper uh, Portuguese? João Gilberto, sem compromisso. Gracias. Like you said. <laughs> now that uh, everything, well, most of the songs are in Portuguese, you're going to present them so I don't have to be saying sem compromisso. Yeah. I'm going to learn Portuguese at some point, but no, it's, today's yeah. not the day. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, the thing about this song is if, if you get, this is the second leg of what became high-quality Brazilian music. Uh, you had the harmony that Tom Jobim and others were with Chico Buarque and later Caetano Veloso and Gilberto Gil. You have those complex harmonies. Um, and then come this guy, called João Gilberto, uh, with a guitar, and he figured out a way to slow down samba. Hmm. So he figured out a beat in the guitar. More than one, but he figured out a beat. Uh, and then he applied that beat to the complex harmonies, to the songs that were written before him and were being written at the time. And, and out of that came something called Bossa Nova. Hmm. And uh, so, João Gilberto is by far my favorite guitar player. Um, if you're not very subtle with your ear, you don't understand, you listen to the whole song and you don't understand how complex the guitar is underneath it. Because it's all, you know, sometimes the chords go before the time, so you have a beat and the chord, you play in the next chord and the other beat. You just, if you have to pay a lot of attention, to, uh, to understand João Gilberto's guitar playing and maybe know a little bit of um, uh, Brazilian music. But Stan Getz, a great jazz player, recorded a bunch of albums with um, João Gilberto here in the US. So I, I grew up um, trying to play the acoustic guitar. <laughs> I never really like, um, I just start playing now. Now I'm playing really good guitar because of the pandemic. So I'm That's what I was going to say. I bought so a bunch of guitars and I'm playing two hours every day and I'm back <laughs> to what I was when I was a kid. Uh, but, um, but you know, um, it made, he made me love the acoustic guitar, which is the basic most powerful instrument in, in Brazilian music. This is what, you know, Tom Jobim composes in the piano, but the guitar is the Brazilian instrument, the acoustic guitar. And João Gilberto has, um, this song in particular is about, it, this is about dancing, actually. I read, I, I uh, love you it. Only, you, <laughs> you came here to dance with me, now you only dance with this other guy, and <laughs> the tune changes, you still dance with him, and here am I, and there's gonna be some fighting going on if, you know, you don't it, change. It doesn't Just, stop. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's about dance, yeah, it's about, you know, uh, losing your girlfriend to a guy that dances a little better than you do. <laughs> <laughs> Which unfortunately has happened to me many times. <laughs> so anyhow, so that's, that's why uh, this one is in it. I, I discover Joao Gilberto, uh, or however you pronounce it correctly, um, listening to it with you and the first song i heard was uh uh di saudade yeah. um and saudade is one of my favorite songs in portuguese because it's such a, a short and beautiful word and it, it means like 
when you're longing for someone and you want to see it right now. I mean, it has like a meaning yeah. and it's this tiny word and it's so poetic. I love it. And because of that, that was the first song that I played. I was like, oh, I want to listen to this. And then it's like an explosion of, 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 it's like, it's this music, like for me, it's like if it were like a river that takes you and then you just have to go with it and float. It's an amazing experience. And, and, and that song, it's particularly considered one of the first song of the, of the, when, when the sound of Bossa Nova yeah. created. Yeah, it was created in a, João Gilberto recorded an album called Amoroso. And, uh, and that's when everybody uh, listened to Bossa Nova for the first time. And he played, he played um, Gershon in it. He played, he, he got a bunch of uh, Brazilian songs, Italian songs, um, American songs, and he applied Bossa Nova to all of them, kind of saying to you, look at what I can do with this song. You know, I can, <laughs> I can, I can bring it down to, I can turn it into a samba, which is, you know, the African root of Brazilian music but I can slow the pace and make the, the harmony complex, harmony fit. And, um, and it's like a meditation, you know, you hear this guitar and this guy, you don't see how complex it is, but it's, yeah. but it is, trust me. <laughs> you know. I know. You know. <laughs> well, I have to say that I'm, I'm, I'm thankful because uh, it was through you and, and all the music that you, that you share with me that I now have this love for Brazilian music because before I was like, yeah, Brazilian music, Caetano Veloso, that was the only thing I knew because he's yeah. like the one that has gotten out the most. And then it was like, yes, but there is also Joao, uh, Joao Gilberto, and there is also Gilberto Gil. And, and then you started like showing me and, and now I'm like, oh, this is... Yeah, if you, go, if you go on YouTube and you check Caetano Veloso, you, you type Caetano Veloso and João Gilberto, you see a show that they're giving together. Oh. And, and in this show, they're wearing suits. Because Bossa Nova players, they wear suits, like, like proper, you know, ties. And John Gilberto was crazy because he had a perfect pitch. Uh, so he, if he was playing with an orchestra, he could say, you know, the third violin on, <laughs> is out of pitch and, um, you know, out of tune. Mm -hmm. And um, so he was like that. And you see, the show was in Argentina, actually. They're speaking Spanish all the time. And Caetano looks like he's looking, he keeps looking at John Gilberto like he's looking at God, you know? Like amazed. Like, like John Gilberto gets a song that Caetano composed and plays and Caetano goes like, what the heck is this? <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm, and John Gilberto was sort of the godfather of all these guys, mm -hmm. you know, and, and he's key and he died, he passed away uh, uh, last year. Um, I missed the chance of doing a documentary on him, but I was busy doing another thing. They, anyhow, but. Well, I, I just, I would say if, if anyone that is watching the show wants to explore Brazilian music, it's a good way to start. And just go and type on yeah. Spotify, Joao Gilberto, and go and fall in love, and then you will take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that takes me to the fourth song that says, that's the introduction, the guitar. Yeah, this guy plays, I mean, I was, you know, most of this is in English for Americans. We'll be seeing this like a guitar legend that, that, I, that is also in my list is Pat Metheny. Um, and I, you know, I, I had a, a, me and a friend, we bought a table 
in a famous um, show, place for show, shows in Rio, you could buy seats on a table, mm-hmm. not the full table. So we bought two seats. The table had four seats. It was like front row and, and John Bosco was going to play. And then we're sitting there and come, Pat Matheny comes in and sits no. next to me. Oh and, and his girlfriend. And um, I think not his girlfriend, Lyle Mays, who died this year, a great piano player uh, who played with Pat. And, and so I, I watch Pat Matheny looking at Jerome Bosco play the guitar alone and go like, what the heck is that? <laughs> right? And the thing about Jerome Bosco is um, it, it made a huge difference when I was older. Um, this is, it was kind of like... Um, it's really African, and, and, and it's, it has African roots and Spanish roots. It's like a Spanish kind of uh, a mix between Spanish guitar and African guitar um, um, with samba. And so it's just a different, I've never heard any guitar like this. Mm-hmm. Anyone plays like him. He's a unique guy. He didn't create a movement like Juan Gilberto because you just... Like, you can't. Like, if you do it like that, you're him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind of like uh, Miles Davis. If you play like Miles Davis, then you're Miles Davis. Totally. Yeah, yeah. it's very special. He's playing. Well, actually, that song starts with, an, with, with a guitar solo. Um, I don't know if it's an improvisation or not, but it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's- I mean, I don't know. I don't play guitar, but what I can feel is that what he does, as you said, it's, it's, it's completely unique and he has something that it's very personal. You can, you can just listen to it. Yeah. And, and on top of that, all the lyrics are written by uh, Algir Blanqui, who is a famous Brazilian poet. And I'm going to say something that will sound like heresy <laughs> to Americans. I'm a complete total fan of Bob Dylan, as you know. I gave you a Bob Dylan book, this, this thick, so I could convert you to Bob Dylan, right? But, uh, which I, I don't know if I did, but maybe I did. Uh, you tell me later. But Algier Blanc's lyrics are just more poetic and better than Bob Dylan lyrics. It's just that it's in Portuguese, so people don't get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it doesn't get translated because we are like our own island. And it's insane because I, 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 I felt, I mean, my Portuguese is very basic and I tried to read through it and then I tried to find a translation on Google, but there was not. I was like, I need to know what this says because it, for me, it felt like epic, you know? Yeah, it's so many, it's, it's actually uh, this particular song, it's called Genesis. It, it refers to all the... Uh, the the gods, the African gods that the African tribes used and named uh, and mixed with the Christian saints. And so it talks about Ubanda. It talks about, uh, I don't even know because it's only Brazil that has Ubanda, but, uh, but it's like, a, you know, the slaves, mm-hmm. they, they couldn't, um, they couldn't, they weren't allowed to have their own religion. So they basically started to give, you know, uh, Catholic saints, they, they start to say, well, this Catholic saint, when we say his name, we really mean that other guy, you know? It's your magic. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can pray all day long, like they fool the Portuguese. I day. love it. Very clever. Yeah. <laughs> it was genius, yeah. 
and uh, and so he's singing all the names, and it's about this. His poetry is um, it's very very carioca from Rio, but also very deep, mm. like uh, about violent social. He's he's a socialist, mm. and um, and um, a brilliant guy. So the you know I I from my early 20s, I only listened to these, these guys, you know, but John Bosco and Audrey, Audrey Blanc. What I love about John Bosco in particular, it's that also his style, it's very, I mean, within his repertoire, he has a lot of different styles. He does a lot of jazz, but he also plays, there is one bolero that I love. Yeah. Dois pra lá, dois pra cá, that it's yeah. like two, two to the left, two to the right. And it's also about dancing. Um, so what I like about him is that within an album, you can find four or five different styles of music. Yeah. So I have, and I have a John Bosco Venezuelan story, which is kind of funny. Okay. I, was, I was shooting this documentary in Venezuela, but I also had to interview all these anthropologists mm -hmm. um, in other countries. And then I came to New York to interview an anthropologist and I stayed in a hotel close to the Blue Note. Mm -hmm. So I woke up in the morning with Lula, who was my DP, always been my DP in all my, the movies that I've done. Um, and uh, we went for breakfast. And this woman was there and she kept staring at me and I knew she was Brazilian. And finally she came and she said, would you stay here for a second? Because I want to bring somebody who loves a, a, a Bus 174, Onibus 174, a documentary you did. He did a song for this documentary. I'm gonna, and John Bosco, I didn't know it was John Bosco, but she brought John Bosco down oh, to me. Oh my um, God. And he sat at the table, and I think he wanted to kill her because he had given a show on the Blue Notes. And he, had, he went to bed like at 4 a.m. I woke up at like 7 a.m. to go for breakfast to go shooting, and she dragged him and put him on the, on, the, on the table, on the hotel in front of me, and he kept looking at me. He couldn't say a thing. He was like, can I go back to my bedroom, please? So, yeah. Like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I have this person. It's like, okay, I get it. It's 7 a.m. Leave, leave me I alone. Said, I said, dude, I, you know, my favorite guitar player after, you know, like, is sitting here. He was dragged here by his wife. <laughs> so glad this happened. Now you can go back to bed, man. I'm glad you like my documentary. <laughs> That's so cool. It's yeah. amazing. Um, okay, let's listen to the fifth song. Milton Nascimento. How do you pronounce the name of the song? Clube da Esquina. Tudo que você podia ser, which means everything you could be. Mm -hmm. I love that song. It's so beautiful. Yeah, so Milton is a completely different. So what we have been talking about so far, music-wise, is real, right? <laughs> like Vinicius de Moraes used to say, that São Paulo is the, the El Tumulo de Samba. Uh, it's uh, where Samba goes to die, right, São Paulo? So, samba. <laughs> yeah. Music, like real good Samba and Bossa Nova and complex harmony, but it's from Rio, right? Mm -hmm. We have this thing with São Paulo. But everything we have heard so far that, you know, Brazilian, other than the rubber soul from the Beatles, has been originated in Rio, right? Um, but there is a part of Brazilian music that comes from Minas Gerais, mm -hmm. 
which has Milton Nascimento in it, Milton Nascimento, Toninho Horta, many amazing, very complex harmonies, but it's not Bossa Nova. And it's not the same thing as Tom Jobim, and it's not the same style of chords. It's a different way to play the guitar. And, and the way it was born is very interesting because these guys all lived in a tiny little city in Minas, and they started listening to the Beatles. And they, they mixed the Beatles with the local tiny little bands. I think in Venezuela, you also had CD bands. Yes, of course. Yeah, and they mixed the music and they came up with something very complex. They thought they were playing like the Beatles. <laughs> so they put this album out, Lumi da Esquina, and it was like revolutionary because people were like, we never heard this before. I love it. What's a great yeah, story. And people went crazy. And, and, um, and Milton Nascimento, has one of the most beautiful voices, actually a friend of mine, he's one of the most beautiful voices ever. And he, you know, um, Pat Maffini loves him and they did things together. Uh, he's a funny thing, like Pat Maffini loves him, uh, Miles Davis hates him, like he's a, but he creates a reaction. You yeah, know? you either love it or hate it. But yeah, well, if, if Miles Davis, if one day I play, the, I play a guitar and Miles Davis were alive and he said he hated me, I'll be so happy. <laughs> Miles Davis has an opinion about me, you know? He thought like, about me, he actually listened to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can die in peace. <laughs> yeah, so the, anyhow, so I thought that I should, Add some of Milton. I, I listened to a lot of that. This is uh, it was my travel music when I used to go from Rio to surfing trips and stuff like that. And we would play this. You know, it's like um, um, it's it's just a, it's they actually sing about about traveling because they are kind of hippies. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like a, a Beatles meet hippies meet local bands and and you have it's one of those crazy things that happen right and in music in a very localized spot that they don't even know they are being revolutionary they don't even know what they're doing and then they come out and you listen to this and you know but isn't it amazing what you were saying at the beginning of the show um how the beatles have influenced so many musicians around the world I mean, yeah. not only uh, me or anyone who it's just a member of the audience, like they, they made people, musicians create things. It, it's just, for me, it's, it's always going, it, it's always going to be amazing what those four people accomplished. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I was, uh, in the pandemic, I decided to buy a guitar, right? So I couldn't go anywhere. So I started searching on the internet. Okay. And, um, and I found this Spanish guitar in this little store in Sonoma. Okay. And the guitar had been there from the 1990s and nobody had ever bought it. And, I, and it was, uh, had a luthier called Antonio Morales that did it, who, who I Googled and I saw that it was Paco de Lucia's luthier. Oh my God. And, and Paul McCartney played with his guitars. And it was selling for like $800. So I go like, I want it. So I bought the guitar. <laughs> They sent it to me. I got the, I, I received the guitar and the action of the guitar, like the, the, the strings were too far away from, from the fretboard. Mm -hmm. So it was very hard to play and that's why I had them sold. So I sent to a local luthier here to fix. The guy calls me back and says, I want to buy this from you. I'll pay you $5,000. I go like, just send me my guitar back. <laughs> so now I have a guitar that... The, so even the Spanish... Uh, 
guitar uh, luthiers top notch like uh, had you know to do with the, the Beatles were everywhere man yeah and, and there's still I feel like I, I play uh, the Beatles for my son who is nine years old Martin and yes. he loves it so it's been like four generations already or five of people connected to that music and it's just something that it doesn't stop amazing me what what they what they did what they created yeah you should check out the documentary home howard did on the early work of the beatles it's on netflix i, I think uh, i've seen it it's the the how the videos changed the world no it's just no it's just the beginning of them you see them on trains going back and forth and composing on spot and then john leno shows up with help oh, okay. for the first time it's kind of crazy but you see how brilliant they are because they mm -hmm. compose all the songs, mm -hmm. the ones that nobody ever forgot. Uh, like as, as they were driving through America, like, like we gotta make a new song, like Lennon <laughs> and Paul McCartney together. And then, you know, there is this Scorsese doc, documentary on George, and George Harrison. I love that documentary. Oh, beautiful, yeah. It's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, Ringo <laughs> Starr uh, is important, but <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, and, and I also, I, I mean, I, I also identify a lot with George Harrison because of his love for meditation, yeah. which I know you identify too because you taught me how to meditate. So <laughs> I'm still trying to learn those. So don't. <laughs> well, I mean, you taught me how to start meditating. Yeah. I haven't mastered it or anything. I just practice it. Yeah. That and that takes me to the sixth and final song. Right. Okay. Right. That's Pat Metheny, right? So if you get out of Brazil, then you ask me, you know, what's the best guitar player you ever heard in your life? And it would be Pat Metheny. And I've seen, you know, Joe Pass play live. Joe Pass is a genius. I love him. In Rio, he played. I was there. Um, back in the day, everybody went to Rio. I saw Miles Davis in Rio. And, and Pat Metheny, uh, he started to date Sonia Braga. Oh, wow. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the, the actress. Of course. Yeah. And he started to go to Rio all the time. And so he would go to this place called um, Late Night Jazz Club or something like that. Um, and uh, have a little tiny stage. And he would play there. Wow. And so once I found out, I saw Pat McFinney live about, I don't know, 10 times. Um, we also had this thing called Free Jazz. Where all what Pat Matini Pat Matini also came to, and with that was with the whole group, um, and so you know, I uh, Pat Matini, it's um, it's just my favorite guitar player. Um, he, it's fusion, but it's also jazz. If you know, he plays with Arnold Coleman. He plays. Mm -hmm. he's, he's all over the place. He plays with with uh, Milton Nascimento, Antonio Huerta, the people from Minas Gerais in Brazil, and it's it's just um there is something um he's connected to brazilian music some of his songs are connected to brazilian music and he he uh, used to play with uh nanavas Gonzalez, who is a percussionist from brazil uh who would do the voice in the songs because not lyrics but voice like you know la 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 mm. kind of stuff but mm -hmm. better uh, <laughs> and then he replaced Thank you. <laughs> yeah. but then he uh, nana uh, nana went to do something else and then he brought pedro asnarin oh 
So you see a lot of like, if you get a song called The First Circle, which is beautiful, like I could have put any Pat Metheny song here. Well, he played, he, uh, what I heard from, mostly from Pat Metheny, it's uh, his, his uh, Latin jazz. He's yeah. big on Latin jazz, so. Yeah, yeah, and he has Pedro Esnar singing mm -hmm. for him. Uh, and I know you like Pedro Esnar. Yes, so I do. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, yeah, maybe I should have picked up a Pedro Esnar. Uh, no, this, this was, <laughs> I, 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 ha I haven't heard it before, so I, I just listened to it this morning while I was just contemplating the morning, yeah. which was beautiful. And I was this like, is, yeah, this is a memory, said, so. Yeah. It's, a, it's a meditation. Uh, yeah. Uh, process practice to just concentrate on 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 the and to for me it was it was like I was trying to like imagine his hands playing I don't know if that makes sense but it was so you see that you you know if you go to uh, Netflix and you type Unity sessions there is a documentary on this you go to the very last song and you see him playing that oh okay and yeah. so then I don't, I won't have to imagine it. <laughs> oh, you can actually see it. And uh, he also plays And I Love Her by the Beatles uh, in a jazz style, which is beautiful. And I Love Her is the simple song you can possibly imagine. And then all of a sudden it becomes very complicated because of the way he plays it. But, uh, but you know, if you, if you walk into my car, whomever you are, um, and I'm driving, you're going to be listening to Pat Metheny, whether you like it or not. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the, dicta the dictatorship of Pat Metheny. The dictatorship of the driver. You know? <laughs> if I go into your car, I'll be listening to something else, you know? Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, we got to the point of La Rocolera where I get to play a song for you. Right. And this is the song. The answer, my friend. Is blowing in the wind. Well, you were wondering, right, if the book you gave me and <laughs> and you trying to make me listen to Bob Dylan had work, and it, you know, here is the proof. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you awesome. know, I was playing this song, uh, and um, I remember that we were, once we were having a conversation and uh, and we were talking about music, and I said that I knew that there was that there was like this hole I had. And it had to do with me not knowing anything about Bob Dylan. I was like, I mean, this has to be bad. And I told you that. And you were like, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to save you. Yeah. And then, uh, as you know, I love uh, words. I love poetry. So it was very clever. You first gave me the book yes. of uh, all the songs. Um, he, he re when, when, when that happened, he just re recently won the Nobel Prize for for his uh, writing. So for me, yeah. it was like really beautiful to be able to first see them. And then when I said it, listen, and it, it blew my mind. Now it's, he's one of my favorite uh, artists. I listen to- Oh, him. he's a total, total genius. Like he's the, the, the one thing you can compare to the Beatles, mm -hmm. uh, to me. And like, you know, the Rolling Stones, they're great, but they only play one song. It's the mm -hmm. same song over and yes. over again. I know. Uh, uh, Bob Dylan, you know, you have to watch, forget about all the documentaries and all the things I said. Go watch the Martin Scorsese documentary on Bob Dylan. Oh, I watch it. It's, it's amazing. Like, it's a, like there is a, a session on it where he's just playing with words. He gets a bunch of words and then he starts changing the order on the spot. And you go like, what the hell? And it makes sense and it's beautiful. It's like, yeah. ah. Yeah. And also people were booing him and he goes like, I have a take on the booing. I like it. 
<laughs> and they buy in the st and, and the places are crowded too. They buy the tickets, they come and they boo me when I play the guitar, but I don't give a shit, you know, kind of thing. Well, he's he's indeed a very particular person and artist. Actually, he didn't go to to Switzerland uh, to to Nor 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 yeah to Norway to pick up the prize. He just didn't go. No, he uh, he actually thanked the, the 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 Nobel Prize committee in his website. But it wasn't him, it was his assistant. Oh and like five minutes later, the thank you disappeared. He said like, take that out. <laughs> That's ridiculous, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, because he, he, uh, he wrote a book. He wrote a book, a proper book. Like mm. not, on bo not, not the music. Not just the lyrics, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, um, but the lyrics are the thing, you know, the lyrics are like, uh, it's so beautiful, it's unbelievable. So many images, Joker Man, and, and you say the answer is blowing in the wind. And what's blowing in the wind is COVID-19. <laughs> and and, uh, and oh, if that's the answer, stuff. we're in trouble, my friend. Yeah. We are, uh, we are, uh, no, because, you know, he, here's the thing. I mean, I don't know if, you, if, if you've been away from the news lately, but you, the United States of America is making Brazil look good. Venezuela, not yet, but they are getting there. They're getting there. <laughs> like, it's crazy. What's it's okay, I see. Yeah, we, 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 go, we try to escape our countries and we end up in our countries again. <laughs> <laughs> it, we cannot run away from that. It's, <laughs> it's the way it is. You were talking about uh, Bob Dylan uh, and, I, and I read that this, this album we were talking about at the beginning of the session, it's just like goes first, full circle. Um, it was somehow inspired by the Beatles meeting Bob Dylan. Yes. And they met and they became, became great friends. And then uh, John Lennon, especially, and George Harrison started like, like really connecting with the way Bob Dylan uh, wrote songs. It was more, more real because at the, the first uh, albums of the Beatles are all about love and like they're more cheerful. And then from yeah. that one on, after Bob Dylan was like a missile, he sent like a... Well, that was the rubber soap. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so with that album, it was like a, you know, the turn up on the page for I'll the Beatles. I'll tell you the name of an album you have to get because Bob Dylan released an album this year. Oh, really? I was going to, to the show at the, at the Hollywood Bowl. He was playing there on the, on the, on the 18th of, of June this year. And yeah, rough, rough and Rowdy Ways. And it's actually amazing. The album. Oh, I haven't it's heard. More, um, it's um, it's in the style of the last ones that he did, but mm -hmm. uh, but it, the poetry is so beautiful. The lyrics, it's unbelievable. It's very political. It's beautiful. You will love it. You sh you have to download this album right away. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, well, thank you so much. This is the end of the interview. So. I had so much fun, and thank you for 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 showing us uh, a bit like I feel with Brazilian music I do feel when you're an outsider you need some guidance because there is a lot and you don't really know where to start and yeah. so I feel to today's show somehow a a, a a guidance to people that want to start listening to Brazilian music and then yeah, know where to start with this you know 
Amazing. Well, start with David Byrne and Caetano Veloso, because then you are, if you are American, you know, go to the Carnegie Hall show of David Byrne and Caetano Veloso, and then you will fall in love with Brazilian music, and then you go from there, you know? That's good. I like that. That's a, that's a very good starting point. Thank you so much, Jose. Thank, Thank you for, you. for being here with me and sharing good this time. Good to see you healthy and Claudia, too, <laughs> uh, in the middle of this crazy pandemic. I know. Stay and, safe. Uh, in Brazil, we say kisses. Send my kisses to Martin. I will. Besos. <laughs> Si quieren escuchar la música que compartió mi invitado, pueden pasar por mi perfil de Spotify, Eloisa Maturín. También pueden ver la versión en video de este programa a través de mi canal de YouTube, Eloisa Maturín. Este programa es posible gracias a la producción de Claudio Fernández, la edición de Israel Delgado, el logo original que es de Florencia Alvarado, en el diseño gráfico está Alejandra Quiroga y la canción original de La Rocolera que es de Mauricio Arcas, también conocido como Maurin Mix.